back to Judging Book Covers, a bi-weekly book club podcast where we are going through our 2019 uh, book challenge. I'm Megan Griffin, and as always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Stephanie Cortez. How you doing, Stephanie? Doing pretty well. It's getting, getting warm now, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is absolutely gorgeous, and it's supposed to rain the rest of the week, so I am... Oh. I hope it's not supposed to rain here. <laughs> we debated playing hooky at the office and just uh. being done. But, uh, yeah. Nice. Thankfully, I should have, and I should have reenacted one of those moments where you go and read poetry, like, under a tree with, like, a parasol. Oh, and yeah. a really long white dress, because apparently that's I'm <laughs> very British. Uh, which Missed goes with, <laughs> with our theme this week. We read some poetry. And because Stephanie and I both are proclaimed that we are not too well versed in poetry, we brought along Megan Sunday. Hello. How are you doing, Megan? I am doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for thanks being you here. Thanks for joining us. Um, so before we dive into the poetry, let's go through what we both talked about reading uh, between the episodes. You were going to continue with the next uh, VC Andrews? I did, yes. I, I originally, originally I had said um, the Nick Offerman Paddle Your Own Canoe and V.C. Andrews, yes. but I didn't. <laughs> I just yeah. did the V.C. Andrews Gates of Paradise and then Web of Dreams, so I am officially done with the Castile series as of today because I'm a completionist and have <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just... So, what I didn't tell Stephanie before is that <laughs> Megan also has read this series and speaks oh, about it quite a bit. I do. I actually <laughs> read a blog about VC Andrews. I need to read this because, oh my God, like, can we talk about how it doesn't make sense that Heaven would leave Tony as, like, in charge of her estate? No, it's, not at all. Uh, <laughs> not in like, the slightest. She didn't change it for 18 years or however old Annie was when that happened. <laughs> yeah, and, and Heaven was always so put together. Like, she was a businesswoman. Right. Like she, right. I feel like maybe she did and he just overruled it because he's Tony. Yeah. And he has all this power, yeah. but... I thought about that after. Like, maybe he just lied or... And they, Fanny and, you know, Luke didn't think to question him. Why is there a sadistic nurse? I don't know. Because oh why not? Right. Why? <laughs> well, wait. Sadistic nurse. Catch oh, yes. Up. Yes. So, <laughs> Heaven and Logan get married. Right. And they have a daughter, <laughs> which I think I might have said, might have told you was actually Heaven and Troy, her uncle's yes. kid, because of mm-hmm. one night together. So, in Gates of Paradise, there's a car accident. Heaven and Logan die, and Annie is paralyzed from the waist down, but not permanently. They expect her to get better. And this is where I was saying it does not make sense that Tony would be in charge because he, like, comes in and he's like, I'm in charge of Heaven's stuff, and so, Annie, you're going to come to back with me. And it d- does not make sense, but he hires a nurse who is, like, really, really mean. <laughs> oh, no. Mean yeah. and... Like she's mean and sadistic and there's like weird like evil lesbian overtones because there's some like you know she puts Annie in like you know an ice cold bath and is like staring at her body and things like that and oh no it's just very like well okay why yeah and just because there's a lot of that in DC Andrews there's these characters that pop in and you're like well well what about what oh which happens in in heaven with the teacher 
who never comes back. Miss Steele. <laughs> she just disappears. Um, in the Landry series, Ruby befriends a blind man who randomly one day confesses to her that his mother used to molest him. And then after that, I've read that one. it just never comes up again. And he eventually starts to like regain his eyesight because I guess Ruby what? is just that amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> he shows up like in the one of the later books very briefly during a, a trial to try to prove who Ruby is. But he's basically oh like, oh, but when I knew her, I was blind. And everyone's like, well, then like this is not oh, no. for identification purposes, sir. Jesus. Okay. Oh I'm so gosh. fascinated by this author. <laughs> like, well, yeah. well, the Landry series is entirely the ghostwriter. Um, oh, okay. I think the Castile series is half and half. Okay. Terrible. So these are the books that are getting turned into Lifetime <laughs> yes. movies yes. TV show, right? Which, okay. The timing of that is awesome. <laughs> Starring Jason Priestley as Tony. Oh, better. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Jason Priestley as, as Tony. Clearly, oh I didn't look closely um, into this. Oh, my God. Julie Benz as uh, Kitty. Okay. Okay. And Kelly Rutherford as as Jillian. Okay. Uh, Kelly Rutherford at anything is perfect, and I will watch this. And then I think just a lot of random people who are everyone else. (laughs) Because the big drama has been that the actress who plays Heaven has red hair. Oh. And that actually became kind of a a whole thing because... (laughs) So that that caused a lot of consternation amongst the VC Andrews community because yeah. <laughs> you know that's the entire. I mean, the second book is called Dark Angel because she has dark yeah. hair, and yeah. you know because her mother was very blonde and she has dark hair, and her mother was called Angel, and so I mean I was just sort of like, well, that doesn't. I don't get why they would do that, but whatever. But yeah. a lot of people were very upset People and then in the pictures come out of the movies yes. and this is where they're oh okay okay and because yeah because like first it was just act the actress but then when they showed like actual like stills and like shooting gotcha. shots and stuff it yeah. was clear and then the actress who plays lee at least in the pictures i've seen has dark hair Interesting. So people were complaining about that. Well, then Hi. the official Facebook page was kind of being very snarky oh, no. and was just like, well, because I think you saw that. I posted the screen cap. So yeah. they were like, maybe everyone could just, you know, <laughs> what did they say? It was something like, I want everyone to explain why having dark hair means that heaven is like a bad, like bad or something like why it shows <laughs> and then tell yeah. someone with dark hair what that means. And it's like, whoa, 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 wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was I not think the it's intent. Just, it's a, I would ask the question of why that detail did you, why did you choose to change that detail? Exactly. Cause also her stepmother has red hair. That's not her mom. Like, yeah. unless she doesn't have red hair in this. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've seen pictures of, of Sarah yeah. at all. Oh, well, we are going to have to discuss this when, it comes out because yeah. I need someone to talk to. I know my husband's <laughs> not going to watch it with me. <laughs> we'll have a group chat. Yes. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, Megan, you, I think you said you were going to read. I did not read it. Okay. I think I was going to read Lock Every Door. No, yes. I have been reading Red, White, and Royal Blue, ah. which is the story of the first son and the prince of England. Um, going from people that hate each other to falling in love and it is 
a glorious, glorious <laughs> book. And it is so much fun. And still, like, strangely hits good political notes that I really appreciate. Hmm. So I'm about uh, 300 and something pages into it. I'm, like, 75% done. And I just want them to have a happy ending. um but yeah no i i pulled a few books to put together to to read because it is pride month and um looked at both red uh, red white and royal blue i've been wait i wanted an advanced copy of i didn't get i waited and like bought it the day it came out and then it went on in the shelf because i was reading something else so it has been staring at me since and uh totally worth it everybody should read it it's so good (laughs) I keep, like, sending random screenshots to people. Um, my, my best friend is gay, and I'm trying to convince him to read it. And he was like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to see these. Because, like, at one point, the first son, whose name is Alex, um, finds that the amount of money that are spent on the turkeys that are pardoned at Thanksgiving is an extreme waste so he's like they can stay in my my bedroom (laughs) it's like this was a horrible (laughs) idea and i'm just dying so i sent him just that no prep or anything and he's like what are you sending me so yeah it's wonderful (laughs) it was like me when i was reading court of thorn and roses and i was just like megan what about this though yes (laughs) here's a totally out of context screen cap Please know what I'm talking about and don't think that I'm just sending you, like, erotica. Hey. (laughs) Dear Megan, hi. That series is so wonderfully bad and good all at the same time. It's like, it's like an actual mountain. The first and third books are okay. second book is amazing. Yeah. And there's that fourth book that's sort of there. Very, very. Oh, yeah. I haven't read that one yet. I need to read that one. It's very much a bridge. It's like, oh, I, yeah. I want to move into a different aspect of the series, so I'm going to tie up some stuff and start some stuff in this one. So it's just kind of like yeah. a Christmas adventure. But it's and not Christmas, wait obviously. until the yeah. next one comes out and then read them together. Yeah, it was very I short. Think, yeah. Her next one's Crescent City. Is that the Angels one? Yes. Okay. The Angels and maybe Fairies too again? I don't know. She loves... Fucking love some fairies. <laughs> it's someone's gonna sleep together. And it's, oh, definitely gonna have wings. Definitely. That shouldn't be, and he might be a bad boy with a heart of gold. Oh, oh <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Who knows? It's okay. It might happen. Yes. I I appreciated the idea that you know it's 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 interesting to see in those sorts of books a relationship that kind of goes bad but isn't. I mean, obviously there were big dramatic elements because there's magic and fairies and all that sort of thing. But just this sort of idea that you can be too protective. Like, you can love someone too much. and Your first love is not necessarily the right. Yeah. And the part, I think, you know, there's a part where she's thinking, you know, they're, like, they've been sleeping together. And she's like, but that's not the problem. And I was like, I respect that you can, you know, that's... She's like, the sex is still sex great, positive. however, <laughs> yep. we cannot have any conversations outside of it, and I, I'm, like, I weigh, I weigh two pounds now because I don't eat, and... Because of all the stress, and, and I'm so stressed, healthy. and... God. Yeah. Stephanie, you should add those to your list. I think so, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we are very sex positive on this podcast. I just rewatched all of Gilmore Girls and realized I don't think that show is sex positive, but that is a rant for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, like when they ha- every time they someone has sex, something bad happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, or no, something that is that's true. perceived to be bad happens. And I don't know. I guess it took binging the entire thing for me to be like, oh, okay, maybe you aren't sex positive. Cool. <sighs> but none of that has anything to do <laughs> with the poetry that we went. Well, okay, maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe a little poetry bit. Poetry by a, a pretty sex positive person, insofar yes. as I, I know. No, yeah, I read. So we read four poems by Edna St. Vincent Millay. Um, I did a little bit of background reading, and yeah, she seems to be like. I wish I could have been friends with her. She was awesome. But you picked this poet, so uh, tell us, tell us why. Well, uh, so I first read one of her poems in high school. I believe it was Renaissance, which is the one that's usually in those sorts of like high school um, compilations, and that was sort of her first really big poem. It was the one that I think first won her some money and some fame. Uh, I think it enabled her to be able to go to college, uh, the money that she made from that. And I just, I just love her. She's my favorite poet. Uh, I think I have, like, so I have this huge stack of all of my, (laughs) (laughs) my various collections, one of her plays. Um, I've read her biography and I just, think she's amazing (laughs) and I feel like she writes poetry that is really good for people who will say they don't like poetry because um I think in a lot of her stuff that this is not to say that you know oh if it's simple then that's you know that's what people need but I do think that sometimes a lot of people will read a poem and will be like well why don't they just say this you know (laughs) and I think that she does and I think that she writes poems about, like, everyday things, but also, you know, she'll write one that's about, she has a series that's about a woman who is just, like, an older an older woman, who, a farmer's wife, as her husband is in the other room and he's dying. And it's just her, like, going about her life, her days, and thinking about when they met. And then she'll write a poem that's entirely this, like, lofty sonnet set in ancient you know ancient greek and there's lots of latin words and you know she'll write one that's all about like just hanging out with someone and and buying fruit (laughs) and a newspaper and going on a boat in the rain and then she'll write one about you know walking past an insane asylum when she was a child (laughs) (laughs) everywhere and she'll write something that's incredibly political uh like one of the poems that i picked for today so yeah she's just my favorite so stephanie had you heard of uh Um, should we call her edna she said says she goes by vincent too she went by vincent so we can just act like we're all friends yeah (laughs) vincent i would have totally wanted to be her friend yeah for sure um i don't think that her name sounded familiar but i so i may have read something in high school or but i couldn't say for sure yeah, how about you? No, I, I had absolutely no knowledge of her. I totally blame it on my entire... I was very, very snobby in college, and I still hold on to this a little bit, and I'm trying very hard to break it. 
I really don't like classic American literature. And I think it is in part because mm-hmm. of how it's taught in the South and how yeah. it was taught in my college. And um, there are a lot of people that I've talked to since that have taken different kinds of classes and like have explained to me that, you know, there are other aspects other than like, here are the Native American stuff and here's the stuff about slavery and here's the romance, rom- romantics? Mm-hmm. And here's the modernism and it just like I wish it had been taught better so I am mm-hmm. very very bummed by my ignorance of most uh, American literature so no I don't know her uh, but now I am truly fascinated and um, I think there was one ebook on on Amazon so I might actually pick that up as well um, the library had next to nothing, which is very shocking yeah. that I couldn't pull out or had to go in and, and sit with it in like a research library. Really? Yeah. Huh. Mine yeah. had a few. I was able to get um, collected lyrics. Oh, nice. Um, and mm. two of the ones were actually in there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So because um, to kind of get us all on the same page, instead of reading an entire book or something, we did four poems uh, that Megan picked out. Um, which I think is an amazing overview of, of what you were saying. <laughs> I mean, that they're all so different and yeah. wonderful. Um, I will admit the first time I read through them, I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thankfully, after a few rereads, I got it. And having to remember back to sonnets and what sonnets are. And um, I actually really like Shakespeare sonnets. So after I was like, oh, yeah, sonnets are supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. then I was able to kind of get more back into it. So I think it was also a lot of her poetry was the first time that I think, honestly, that I had read poetry that a woman was clearly writing for another woman. Yeah. Because um, she was she was bisexual uh, and had lots of affairs with men and women and wrote a lot of poetry to men and women but just the fact some of them it was like oh no this is about another woman and she's not (laughs) trying to act like she's writing it as a man you know she's Mm -hmm. not coming from a male voice or trying to just be like oh this is just artistic it's like you kind of get it's like no I feel like this is about someone she knows (laughs) and this is an actual love poem or an angry poem or you know these are actual poems about a person so was um, she openly bisexual? Because when I did do research, it did say that like she she had something in college with a, a famous silent film star. So like I guess it was known, but I don't know if that's stuff that came out later. I think a lot of it during her lifetime was sort of known, and I think it was just that kind of atmosphere of you know it's just like all oh, writers and artists and actors, and you know you kind of oh, knew, <laughs> yeah, and and the. I don't know how much, I don't know enough historically to know how much was really, you know, what out being out meant then. Sure. Uh, but I know that, I don't think that she hit it and she did marry a man uh, eventually, but I, they both, I think, had lots of yeah, extramarital read... affairs. It was a pretty yeah. open marriage, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I know that when she passed, because her husband died and then she died shortly thereafter, um, I think her sister burned a ton of like their letters and a lot of things from their house because she was just very like, <laughs> don't, <laughs> we don't need to know how open Panic. they were, but that's, I, yeah, everything I read 
was generally positive about her and and the fact that you know she was fairly free and then it was kind of about how for someone who seems so bohemian and free to kind of not seclude herself but almost up in Mm -hmm. north new york um which i did check out the website and like it's not open to the public like you can only come certain days like there's like a museum and it's that bummed me out a little but i know i want it to be like chautauqua or something it's like i just want to go and like stay there yeah (laughs) it would be awesome it's what she would have wanted exactly (laughs) although people i mean you can you never know i mean with that kind of stuff with people's houses like afterwards like sometimes you go and it's there's like a plaque and i i recently went to paisley park and that's like a whole like Mm. you can tour it and that's that's really amazing but they lock you can't take pictures oh that makes sense though Prince did not allow photos, so. Hmm. Yeah. Um, um, so, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where I, I, I want to be like, you know, I think she would want people to, like, come and yeah. have time. But I also acknowledge from a professional standpoint how difficult it is to run a museum <laughs> and yes. do that kind of thing, so. Also, the liability on those tend to be ridiculous, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know that I, I, I think that I read, I believe it was in savage beauty which is a biography of her uh that her sister burned it was a lot of their letters and it was at least i think it was what was in the book i'm trying to get it right i hope this isn't completely wrong but i believe it was there was also like a big glass dildo and she tried to burn it and it didn't burn so she had to like break it I think that was in the biography that, like, when she was going through their paper, she's just like, and this. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Like, like, just like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> trying to burn it. It won't burn. And you can't even claim, like, ah, oh, the French, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're so open Where and into this, this stuff. Where did this come from? It must have been a gift from someone. That, oh, yeah. Like, nope. Oh. No plausible it. deniability. Everyone who knew them was probably like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. So the first poem, so I will uh, link in the show notes the four poems that we read so you can read them prior to our discussing them if you want or um, you don't have to, that's totally up to you. But the first one is I being born a woman and distressed. And I expected this poem to be some kind of like angry feminist it's the 20s <laughs> suffrage and let's go women's rights no it's not at all (laughs) it's even better yeah (laughs) yeah it's basically i'm a woman and i want to have sex with you but that doesn't mean i have to talk to you after (laughs) yes or even really much before which i was like yes (laughs) yeah no it's not attracted to a dumb man or woman yeah what do you do and she's like i just want to have sex with you but that doesn't mean that <laughs> anything else like <laughs> right we don't have to be a relationship like we don't have to ask don't ask about my day because <laughs> like, i definitely went into this like you megan thinking okay this is like probably maybe like a political or women's rights or something and as i was reading i was like wait a minute <laughs> Like, I got through it, and I was like, for those last two lines, basically, we don't have to talk, let's just bone. Yep. Yeah. Let me read this again. Because <laughs> I love this. 
Yeah, the last two lines are probably my favorite of anything we read, which yes. is, I find this frenzy insufficient reason for conversation when we meet again. <laughs> I like to think that she, I would like to imagine her handing this to someone, like just prior. It's like, wait, 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 <laughs> before you get naked, please read this. Right. <laughs> or before now you start to try on. to chat. <laughs> like, I just... She lived around the time that Downton Abbey is supposed to be, <laughs> and all I can think of is just like Dame Maggie saying this to someone. <laughs> and it Lady makes Mary's so good. Deadly, deadly sex life. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I stopped right before I stopped at the Christmas episode. Matthew and Mary are married. It's great. Yeah, We're not continuing on the show. That is all you can do. Yes. That I actually, I'm just going to talk about Downton Abbey for a second. Sure. <laughs> um, that I had gotten spoiled on, Matthew. Oh, um, okay. Because it was something like, since it had already aired, I think there was a comment on AV Club or something where somebody just was trying to deliberately be an ass and was like, well, since Matthew dies, and it was like, but I kind of suspected it because I knew that he yeah. wanted to leave. Dan Stevens wanted to leave Eddie. And so, like, what, what else were they going to do? He can't just, like, oh, I'm going In to Canada. Show. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, they could have ended the show. I did not know about Sybil. No. And I lost my mind. Yeah. The, my poor husband was sitting next to me, and I was just like, what? There's <laughs> only, like, what, six episodes a season? Something like that? It's Something not, like that, yeah. It's less than ten. I don't, Stephanie, do you watch Downton Abbey at all? No, I knew about the Matthew thing okay. though, just because osmosis. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> no, you deal with. Um, so the first two seasons are very much like Sybil and Mary coming into their own in two very different ways, and it's great, and everybody's happy, and Mary's married, and Sybil's pregnant, and maybe we can like finally accept the Irish boy, and everything's great, and oh, <laughs> oh, but then we're gonna kill Sybil, and like and horribly because she gets eclampsia. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, it is great. Horrible. And like oh, there God. it's this whole thing where the family doctor had screwed up something previously, so now oh, no one no. believes him. And they bring in this like fancy doctor and the family doctor is the one going, like, this isn't right. Like she's got all the swelling, she's disoriented, like we need to take her to the hospital and and the other guy's like, Yeah, oh, that's just, she's pregnant. Like that's just what happens. Yeah. Like and then What? You know. How is Okay. Yeah, it's and that was something that actually I thought was interesting because afterwards I remember talking to my cousin who is, is a nurse, who is a delivery nurse, and asking, like, is that – because I didn't know anything at the time really about preeclampsia or eclampsia and saying, like, is that accurate? And she was like, yeah, no, that's – unfortunately, that's very accurate. And mm. back then, you know, there was actually very little they could have done if they would taken her to the hospital. Which oh, like, gotcha. there, I think there are some things – I you know, I can't think – I don't know them – but not what they can do nowadays, obviously. Yeah. Um, now I think it's mostly just you're, you're having that baby right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's yeah. the best thing they can do. Yeah. Um, but that I had no idea that was going to happen. And I just. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. No, it was um, that. And, and it's such a short time between her dying and then it's Matthew. And both of them involve fucking babies. And it's just <laughs> it's you should have been watching the road, though. He should have been watching the road. He's not texting, but still. 
He was not paying attention to the road. I don't. I know, like the no. He had just, they had just had a baby, and he's just driving. Like I just had a baby. Oh, like my. looking at the sky or something, and it's then he goes. There he goes. Yeah. It's, Anytime I'm watching a show or a movie and someone's driving and they're not looking at the road, I'm like, oh, "Where's yeah. the truck? Where's the other giant thing? Or where's the cliff that they're gonna go off of?" Especially if like Sean Ryan is well. involved. If it's like, if it's scandal or oh god, yeah, anything like. The mm-hmm. entire show, anytime anyone was in a road, I was like, what are you doing? No, no, no. Come yeah. up. Why, why are you there? <laughs> Standing in front of a window <laughs> on a train. <laughs> doing anything, really. Right. I don't want to see the background, because if I see the background, yeah. something's going to show up in that background yep. that's going to kill you. <laughs> anything other than Olivia Pope's couch, yep. then something is going to happen. Yep. And even then, who knows? But yeah, it was still on. No. It okay. ended. Um, but also I think the thing that got me was on Downton Abbey. They, I think we're trying to make it very clear that he had died and it was not a cliffhanger and it was not, oh, he might come back. So yeah, they, no, just, it like ended on a pim, like lying on the road with his eyes open. It was like, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. No speculation there. <laughs> yeah. It was like, <sighs> no one's going to wait. You're not waiting a year thinking that maybe he's coming back. <laughs> he's not coming yeah. back. He's not coming back. <laughs> He wants to go make the guest, I guess, was what came after that. Yeah, well, which she got very I have seen for. that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> get very ripped for that. Yes, he did. I like he's him. Not so much anymore. Now in Legion, he's just, he's very thin. Yeah, he's like sickly thin. It's... It'd be weird if Le- if he was ripped on Legion, though. It would. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming back soon, too. I need to catch up it on is, that. It is, yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, my God. I haven't watched any of it, and I wanted to, but I just, like, from all the commercials, I'm like, yeah, I gotta watch this, I gotta watch this, and then... It is trippy as fuck. Still haven't. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is there's so much TV. Oh, God, yeah. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anything else we want to say about this first poem? No, I think that was good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, so the second one is Justice Denied in Massachusetts. <laughs> of course, the second one is, like... A big one. Yeah. (laughs) This one. Okay. I had to look up what it was about because Uh, it felt sad. It felt despair. But I was like, I don't, I don't have a clue what's going on. I think it's very prescient. Um, I've, I've almost shared it on Facebook several times in our current climate. Um, It's about uh, Sacco and Vincetti. Mm Mm-hmm who were two Italian laborers who were arrested uh, and convicted of, I believe it was a bombing. Uh, They said that they were anarchists, Italian anarchists, and that they committed this bombing. There was actually no real evidence that it was them. I believe one of the witnesses at the trial said that he knew that the people, the men that he saw fleeing the scene were foreign because they ran like Italians. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was that Mm. kind of thing. Okay. Uh, And they were... uh, found guilty and and executed and she was very much uh against this and you know had a lot of that was like a big a big political movement that she was part of was trying to have them uh, released uh but it it did not happen and so they were they were executed i believe they have subsequently been uh pardoned of course i think like have. in the 90s so thanks yeah did a lot of thanks good massachusetts yep <laughs> Uh, but it's 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 a poem about her her belief really that our country was sort of 
formed for you know social justice and and that there was you know this this sort of beautiful beautiful world this beautiful like nation and state of belief that it could be and instead we were you know with kind of the opposite kind of the opposite uh and so it you know is very much just well the world was beautiful and we've we fucked it and this is what we're leaving to our children thanks <laughs> it's good to know that almost 100 years ago same sentiment we've learned nothing <laughs> yeah yeah no and uh, I think that that one is, is interesting only because I do think that that has, this has always said something to me that I found interesting about sort of how people are taught history, because I have found that a lot of people never learned about Sacco and Vincetti. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know anything about um, it. Which, I, I mean, I feel like, I, I know I did in, in high school, and then read more about it later, uh, but yeah, it's just one of those interesting things where it was like this huge case and it was like this huge thing and a lot of people are like, the who? You know? It's like a big big part of like Italian American history and things like that. And so it's I've I just find that interesting that it is one of those huge things that now everyone's like, the what? And I think there's there's more and more of those, you know, when you look at history, there's always something that people are like, Oh, I never even heard of that or I never even knew that was a thing and it's just like ah. <laughs> Yeah. That's a separate conversation about how <laughs> no, history yeah, is taught I mean, in this country. <laughs> our con- especially U.S. history, and especially, mm-hmm. I don't know how it was for you guys growing up. But for me, we rarely went past, like, World War II. Like, occasionally yeah. discussed stuff past that. But I don't think I really understood Bay of Pigs until I got into college. And I took AP U.S. history. So, yeah, yeah like, the it just there was such a focus on the revolutionary war those civil mm-hmm. war god i could tell you every, mm-hmm. almost everything about the fucking civil war and the world wars not a lot after that yeah that's about that sounds about right um talked about slavery the world wars were the big ones Although I do remember I didn't learn about the Japanese internment camps until I was in high school. And I was like, excuse me, I yeah. am a teenager now. I've been alive for, I don't know, 15, 16 years. And this has never come up. Yeah. Interesting. What else are you not telling me type of yeah. thing? Um, but I also didn't really like history because it seemed like, I don't know, like we didn't branch out much. I felt like I wasn't learning a lot about people who looked like me unless it was about slavery or Spaniards coming in yeah. and fucking shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there has to be more to this, and then in college explored more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I feel like we covered like a lot. But I mean, I also don't. At this point, it's hard for me to remember sometimes what I actually learned in school and what I just learned because you know, my father is very into history, so we've had a lot of conversations about it. And you know, I, I've always been a very big reader, so if I found something that was interesting, I would go and look it up. Yeah. Um, Cause, well, because I remember reading um, Summer of My German Soldier uh, <laughs> and thinking, like, well, how did she meet a German soldier in America? Because I had no idea there were prison camps. Yeah. You know, like, I had no clue. And I remember thinking, like, well, it's a good book, but I don't really get, like, why she would have met this guy. Oh, wait, there was what? You know? Mm. And just things like that. Like, and I do think that it was a lot of, like, YA literature where it was like, oh, let me read this book about World War II. <laughs> wait, there was what? Yeah. Like, yeah. So read, read I feel like now I'm gonna, I need, and... 
then look yeah. things up. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I just finished uh, Lovely War, which is the it's it's a so Aphrodite's is caught with Ares having an affair by her husband, whose name I'm totally blinking on, and he ends up Hephaestus. having thank you, and he ends up having a trial, and she's like, you need to understand like what the difference between love between gods is because you don't actually love me. You guys can't actually love me. And I'm going to tell you through the eyes of mortals. And she tells this love story. All of this is happening during World War II. And how love is important to all these different aspects of life. And so she tells it about two couples during World War I and how they came together and why and all these other things. But the fascinating part is... So there are two couples, two are British. One is uh, an American from Harlem and the other is Danish, I believe. And no, Belgian. And it explored the the black regiments in World War One, and which I was taught nothing about. But like then there's this whole not bibliography, but almost in the backwards, like the author sits down and explains like, this is why I went through this. And if you want to learn more, here's where you can start digging and like understanding why all these African-Americans went to war to basically prove to their fellow Americans that like they were deserving and that they were honorable men and things like that and came back with this confidence that scared, you know, white Americans and that discourse and everything. And so now I've got like three books on my list of things to read about that because <laughs> I was like, this is so fascinating. So. Well, and I think even, I feel like I learned probably more about World War One than a lot of people. Cause my teacher, my, high, my history teacher in high school that I had was very like a great teacher. And so she covered that a lot, but I can, I, and again, to go into, you know, like a fiction element, I know that I know people my own age who I remember read like Twilight and were like, well, it was Spanish flu. Oh, that's what God. Edward was dying yeah. of. And it's like, you had to say like that was, it killed like 20 million people. Yeah. <laughs> like one of the last big plagues. Yeah. But that's, I think maybe it gets mentioned, you know, and it's yeah, that's like, true. No, it was, it was huge. Like that's, that's one of the reasons that, you know, they talk about like, you know, vaccinations and <laughs> vax your kids and Please. things like that it's like because <laughs> this has happened you know like this wasn't that long ago all things considered like if you look at a timeline of human history <laughs> right but that was something that you know was in a book and people went wait was that real like yeah no yeah it was, it was real Plus, you know people. like his whole family died of it because everyone was dying of it. yeah yeah <laughs> like that's i think and then it was on Downton Abbey, but I think for like half an hour they were like, I don't know, they're the Spanish flu. <laughs> oh yeah, like Matthews. one character dies of it, and then someone else gets very sick but gets better. The mom gets very yeah, sick. Cora, yeah. If they'd killed Cora, I'd have marched out. Yeah. Let's go on to poem yes. three. Humoresque. Um, this one made me laugh. I still don't know if I quite understand what it's about. <laughs> But I laughed. Um, this one is, it's just a little story about uh, the the narrator is how she's perceived by people versus the actual truth, which is that people say that like, oh, she's so sweet and she's so naive and she doesn't really understand what love is, and she's thinking, 
shit, I hope I'm not pregnant because, <laughs> you know, I was tricked into, like, I thought I was in love and I slept with a guy. And then that people also say, like, oh, you know, she she doesn't know what the real world is like. You know, she's a dreamer. She doesn't understand it. And then she's just thinking, I really hope that the snow is deep this winter so that my lover, whom I murdered, will stay buried <laughs> until the spring. <laughs> I like this. I did have to read this one a couple times, but I was like, I, I like that. The this is how they see me. This innocent little babe, just bless her. She just likes to read and she stays lost in her books. Doesn't understand the real world. She's like, y'all don't even know. <laughs> I really hope I'm not pregnant, and I hope no one finds his body. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I like it. If you compare, that's it's like how people think of introverts. Introverts mm-hmm. are kind of boring or just like don't do much of anything, and it's like, right, no, you don't want to know what I've done, <laughs> right? Or like, just because someone's shy doesn't mean that once you get to they're know always them. so timid, right? You don't know mm-hmm. them, and yeah, yeah, I think that's the perception is the shy, quiet ones are so timid, and blah blah blah, yeah, but not <laughs> always. <laughs> and she does, she writes a lot about sort of the inner the inner world of of the narrators and who I presume are mostly are mostly women like there's one that she has called departure which is actually it's right before humoresque in in my book uh which is a woman who's just thinking about how she wants to just get out of her house and she doesn't know she doesn't really know what's in her heart she doesn't really know what's in her mind but she just knows she wants to get out she would just walk and I think you know she says she could I wish I could walk till my blood should spout and you know just she just wants to go and then the end is her mother being like, well, you know, something wrong. You're just, you're so quiet. She just says like, oh no, I, there was a knot in my thread. Like, oh. I'll go make tea. You know? And it's just this like, it's like, you know, she just was in this moment thinking like, oh God, like I've got to get out of this. And just, no, I'm good. Yeah. But it's like that text meme where you like someone types I'm fine and then it has the bubble where it's like what they're yeah. really thinking yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's and I mean and also I mean I think the next one is also similar to that where it's just this sort of idea that you know you never really know what's going on inside someone's head and right that, and I think that she was very aware of the fact that you know she was I mean she was like a war correspondent mm-hmm. and you know lived New York and went to college but that wasn't the case for a lot of women and for like I'm sure the majority of women she would have known because she was from like rural Maine and you know just this sort of idea that you're supposed to sit at home and knit and marry a nice man and the long series that I talked about that uh about the woman whose husband is is dying like there's a scene where she thinks about when they were young and were like courting and you know thinks of like a time they went swimming in, at night and it's you know implied that you know they slept together and her just sort of thinking like well if i'm not in love with him like why why do i want to be with him so much like why do i want to have sex with him so badly and just sort of taking that and just now we're married and now it's 50 years later and he's in the next room and he's dying and what if i'm just gonna make some tea and bring the potatoes up from the cellar and <laughs> Like what's happening inside, and and then she'd write, you know, there's other ones where that sounds both tragic and very real. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I I think that she, I appreciate her 
realism more than I do a lot of well male poets because I feel like I just I don't yeah I I she gets compared a lot um, to T S Eliot uh, okay some of her stuff gets compared to, to T.S. Eliot. Like, I think specifically, like, Justice Denied Massachusetts gets compared to to T.S. Eliot. And I really don't like T.S. Eliot. Nope. And so, um, I, I think that, you know, people, that that's sort of like that, I don't want to read that. I'd rather read what she has to say. <laughs> <laughs> and that might be a bias, just, you know, a gender bias. But I think it's also just, I, I understand her poetry a lot more. Um, yeah, it's, it feels fun which is not the poetry yeah. we're normally taught mm-hmm. and, right and that we're told and is it's, good you know uh, a lot of it, it a lot of it is very like this particular one like this book that i have like a lot of these are like this is the one i've had since high school so there's like all kinds of obnoxious highlights and underlines and whatnot and there's just you know so many things that you know like she just like she has one that's just about like how she would like to just stand on a hill and look at the sun and pick flowers and not have anything else to do and that would be just the best day that she doesn't that think she needs to do anything day. else yeah you know and it's just <laughs> you know and and what if we're just you know people are just in love and then you just we're fine and what if we rode on a train together and you know then she'll write something very long about like you know death and you know it's just she's everything yeah it's amazing because i feel like in high school is a lot of dissecting the poetry and finding the symbolism and what does this color stand for and what does this number signify whereas her stuff doesn't it's not like you have to really especially with the first one the, the first one that we talked about with the we don't need to talk let's just have sex like i was like what's the hidden meaning no this is just what she yeah. means mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just a very polite yes. way of saying <laughs> i, I yeah. want you for your right. body right but then this one with the the murdered lover is like is it like a real murdered lover am i supposed to like find yeah. the symbolism in that yeah it was like <laughs> is it something to do with spring is this like some kind of grief <laughs> allegory birth. no i think <laughs> She just murdered a dude. <laughs> she, she fell for the wrong guy and slept with him, and then found out he was cheating on her or was yeah. going to leave or something. Yeah. So she, you know, hit him on the head with something. No, it's perfect. Done and done. Buried him in the woods. <laughs> but like, she has one that's called an ancient gesture, which is about wiping your eyes with your apron, and how she thinks about how Penelope from the Odyssey would have done the same thing and how like, you know, at the end of a long day when you've been weaving all day and you've been working all day and you don't know where your husband is, you would do that. And that Ulysses would have done the same thing as a gesture, like while he was like leading men to show like, oh, look, I'm very moved. I'm wiping my eyes. But that he learned it from Penelope who actually cried, Aww. who like knew what it was to cry. Mm. And just like, I love that one because it's just so like, you know, people think they know but (laughs) they don't know (laughs) no i like her i like her more and more Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i think just yeah evangelizing (laughs) i um think poetry can be taught better i think that's part of the problem and it's like like when i learned shakespeare when we studied shakespeare you know it was taught very dry and I don't think it Mm -hmm. was until college that I realized 
how much Shakespeare is just like pulling the shit for like most of everything that he writes and mm-hmm. and that it's not I mean of course a couple of them are serious and some of them are supposed to be but for the most part he's just like no I just, <laughs> this is a fart joke in, in, in a sonnet form and <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. it if it was taught that way yeah, I mean, I think the the issue does come from the fact that I think it's always, things like this are always better taught by someone who really has passion for it. Right. Which is hard to do when you're teaching, you know, like a high school class, we have to cover so much stuff. Mm, you know, yeah. maybe you'll really love one thing that you cover, but you can't, you, know, you probably don't love every single thing. Right. And, you know, the 27th time you've read The Great Gatsby, you're just like, great. Um <laughs> Which and I still have not read. <laughs> How'd you get away with that? It was not assigned in high school. It was not oh my assigned to me either. I read it. I was like, oh, I'll put this America. on my list. I'll read it. And I never oh did. Oh, my God. Yeah, I read that in high school. I actually really enjoy um, it. I did not read it in the high school. Yeah. I read it last year. But, uh, I like it, but I, I do think that there is, this is a debate. My husband is a high school English teacher. And so there is a debate that we have like every year where he's like, oh, they have to start Great Gatsby where I'm like, can you fight that? Can they read anything else? I feel like maybe something a woman wrote or like uh, yeah. yeah that'd be good anything a person of color maybe possibly I think could that have happened we read Catcher yeah. in the Rye instead of Great Gatsby oh uh, yeah see we didn't I didn't read that I've yeah. read that but I didn't read it yeah I feel like it was like yeah. one class did Gatsby so the other one. class did Catcher in the Rye because it was the um, year we learned to do a research paper so uh, yeah it was like pick pick a white guy yeah doing something yeah saying something about something yeah, I will say American <laughs> literature would have been a lot more fun if it, you read anything but white dudes for the most part. Right. Mix it yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's entirely possible. Hey. Yeah. No, it, it really is. God, maybe um, that's what I'll do one year. Sit down and relearn yeah. American literature. Oh, God, that sounds miserable, but I might do it. Well, you can, but you can make your own list. No, yeah, yeah. exactly. Making my own list. Yeah. That's not like, all I know Flannery we did O'Connor. some Tony Moore. <laughs> yeah. We did some Toni Morrison in high school, and I liked yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, again, all like the bluest eye, like looking for the symbolism, looking at what she's really yeah. telling us, which I liked that, you know. Um, yeah, I don't think I read Toni Morrison until college, because we read uh, Beloved in a mm. class I did. Yeah. Um, and that one was intense, because the whole theme of the semester was works that had like was like motherhood mm. oh, so we read beloved and white oleander and bastard out of carolina oh. and you know but that's that's an intense book to read and then search mm-hmm. for like you know motherhood imagery like yeah. oh beloved yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um but i think yeah and i, I really we read uh native son in high school okay mm. and that's which that's an intense book for high school yeah, yeah. Like I, I revisited that a few years ago, and I was like, "Did I? I read this when I was like fifteen years old." It probably like, went like sixty yeah. percent over your head at the time. Oh, right, yeah, it entirely did. There's whole sections yeah. of it where I'm just like, "Uh oh, yeah, yeah." Like just the things that are happening and the socio, like, oh yeah. I mean, and good on them for trying, but I mm-hmm. do think that there was definitely all of us going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know kills that girl uh eh? <laughs> <laughs> i remember reading flowers for algernon and like we had the big book that had you know you read it, it was an anthology 
and but I actually owned the book. I don't know if it was just passed down from one of my grandparents or whatever. And I was, and it hit me how much they cut out. Mm. And um, that I think was like the turning point of like, I don't know. I have such a love hate relationship with like my English classes and middle school and high school versus like, I, I still don't know how I ended up actually being majoring in, in literature or anything like that because one, I didn't start out as it. And two, like I really hated reading what I was told because I felt like they were cutting out most of the good stuff. Interesting. Outside of the Count of Monte Cristo, yeah. that needs to be edited down. That one you have to read abridged. But <laughs> Les Miserables, too. Oh, God, yeah, that one, too. Yeah. You're like, thanks for the history of the Battle of Waterloo, yeah. but I'm really not here for that. <laughs> yeah, no. um, Victor, thanks for that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, for me, I've always, I've always loved reading, and I always, I think part of the problem was just that there comes a point in school where if you have the wrong teacher, you do get penalized for, you know, going too far ahead. Because I can remember, I think with Great Gatsby, when I read it, you know, having, they'd say like, oh, read, you know, chapters one and two. Right. But I just, I liked it. So I just read the whole book. And then it was just like, well, I had a teacher who at the time when I went in the next day, I was like, oh, I just read the whole book, could reasonably say, well, the point is to, we're discussing, you know. Right. Yes, but we're and, taking and too long to read it. it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was me and, as a and kid. just... But she was able to like be like, well, that's cool, but this is yeah. why we teach it that way. Yeah. But then I've had other, I would have other teachers where I'd say like, oh, I read the whole book, and they'd be like, well, that wasn't the assignment. Oh wow! You know? And it was like, I don't know that I ever told my teachers when I read. I remember reading ahead with the outsiders in middle stuff. school. I was a real, but I don't <laughs> think I told goody. them. I was just like, well, I'm just gonna sneak and read. <laughs> like as I read Wuthering Heights when I was like in the fifth grade or something and I remember my teachers being like okay like good luck (laughs) really (laughs) well I think just because he was very just like not a fan of Wuthering Heights I mean I'm not either just like yeah no I'm I'm not as an adult but I think he was just like all right like that'll be interesting to see what you think of that I do feel like that's one that you should probably read when you're younger because I've tried it I've actually never finished Wuthering Heights because it's one of those things where it's like I will read as far as I can in one sitting and enjoy it. But the moment that I put that down, I'm done. Like, I, there's no, I have no <laughs> desire to pick it up again. For me, that's, and it's such an embarrassing, like, confession. That's Sense and Sensibility because I like the movie so much. That I'm like, be more like the movie. Nope. Yes. <laughs> I talked about this earlier this week. I, for the most part, tend to enjoy Jane Austen adaptations more than the original source. I just, I love, I do love Pride and Prejudice. It's a fun read. It's it fast, but I am, but Sense and Sensibility, I'm like, be more like the movie. <laughs> I want more Emma Thompson. I want, like, I'll just watch the movie. Yep. Like, I'm yep. just going to go. <laughs> My favorite's Northanger Abbey. And I just, there, and I think part of that is nobody's really adapted it. And nobody's done a good yeah. justice of an, adap- an adaptation. So I'm just going to keep reading yeah, the original. Yeah, I I don't, don't know that I've ever even heard of one. There's a... Uh, there is a BBC miniseries that is okay, but there is a there is a book retelling um, that I have not tried because it did not have great reviews and I was too afraid because I really really love Northanger Abbey, but it's actually like on my list of things. I'm like, can this actually be retold and can I do that? But 
that would require me to see. Yeah, those are always interesting. I read one of those sequels to Gone with the Wind once, and it was so just like, I'm glad I'm reading someone's Gone with the Wind fan fiction. (laughs) Yeah. That's exciting. I'm glad this is what you took away from having read that book, was like, I want to write the continuing adventures of of this. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, I don't hate that book. Like, I, you know... There are issues, so many issues that you have to be able to acknowledge issues and things that you read. But I've never been inspired to then sit down and be like, "Oh, let me write my continuing adventure." It's like, I'm good. Yeah, I feel that way. There's a couple of like sequels to Pride and Prejudice, like Death at yeah. Kimberly or whatever. But they take away like the core aspects of like just because they got married or got together, they're going to continue to bicker. Don't take that away from them. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> Lizzie's not just going to become some mild-mannered wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't write her that way. <sighs> yeah, I, I... Sequels to quote-unquote classics are always a little shaky for me. Yeah. Because I just... I don't know that most things are ever really asking for it. No. Because I think there's a sequel, I've never read it, but I know there's some kind of unauthorized sequel to Les Rob. because when I was deep in my, like, musical <laughs> oh, no. days, I remember seeing it at the library. <laughs> but I was just like, I can't. I'm not. <laughs> Whose story would they <laughs> be telling? It's, like, about Cosette, which, who cares? Yeah, like, who could the, care? <laughs> the only people that live are the people that are, like, the least boring. Or, like, the most boring. Sorry, I said that totally yeah. wrong. Yeah. The least interesting. <laughs> To sit down and be like, oh, I'm going to write a full and like a huge, like thick novel what? about Cosette. I like, have to make sure this isn't like a fantasy that I had once. She's um, like, I will admit, I've boring. never finished the book. So maybe she's less, but in every portrayal no. of movie or musical or whatever, she's always so vapid and boring and pointless. Like I've never actually gotten to her she's part in the book. So God, maybe she is better. Like... Oh yeah, no, it exists. <laughs> I have the. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Like, who could ever want to read that? Oh. No thanks. It does not have a lot of stars on Goodreads. Of course not. <laughs> oh. So, let's get through this last one just really quick. Okay. Um, oh, oh, you will be sorry for that word. Um, yeah, we should probably say at this point that since a lot of a lot of them are untitled, so they're usually just referred to by the first line. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's why. Um, I really Most enjoyed this aren't. one. This one, I, I, I like. You, I think you said earlier was it's very similar to the last one, where it's like stop assuming you know who I am. Mm-hmm. And this one is also like it's a very sort of narrative uh, poem, uh, which is about a woman who husband has ostensibly like she's reading a book and he took the book from her and said what a big book for such a little head and disrespectful <laughs> disrespectful <laughs> no um, divorce <laughs> and so she tells you know she says well you know give back the book and she'll kiss him and show him her new hat and you know be the wife that she's supposed can, to be mm-hmm. right and I'll, she's, she says I'll never I never again she'll tell you what I think and she, you know you won't catch me reading anymore. And then one day when you come home, which is <laughs> some sane day, not too bright and not too stormy, I shall be gone, and you may whistle for me. 
like that. It's going to yeah. come out of nowhere and smack you in the face <laughs> that I'm gone because you're not going to see it coming. <laughs> no, it's, it's and so good. She has another one that's very similar, which is called Bluebeard, which is about the, that's not specifically noted to be a husband, but like the other person, uh, basically just going into a place that was just hers. Uh, you know, just this idea oh. that they went into the room and she says, you know, it's called Bluebeard. And she says, you know, there's no dead wives. There's no okay. treasure. There's no bodies. But it was mine. Yeah, it's about invading it's, her own space, not her invading someone else's. Yeah. And yeah. she just says, you know, this was, it goes, it, like, get this alone out of my life I kept unto myself, lest any know me quite. And, you know, just, and then the end is the same thing. It's just like, I'm, it's like, you can have it. I'm leaving. <laughs> You know, just because it's just this idea that, you know, with this one, it's, he, you know, he's insulting her and assuming, mm-hmm. that, you know, oh, my little wife. And the other one is just, you know, this is, I think it's just described as being an empty room. You know, just this was the room that was mine. Yeah. And I went into it and didn't matter if I have never did anything with it at all. It was mine. And you just had to look. Mm-hmm. And it's the same sort of thing here where it's like, you know, I just you don't obviously have any idea who I am if you right. are yeah. saying that and I just will not tell you anything anymore <laughs> right someday I'm just gonna go yeah um, I really liked I shall be sweet and crafty soft and sly it's like I like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she'll present the I shall be called a wife to pattern by so she'll be the good wife and do mm-hmm. like the primping and the whatever and you're not gonna know her true self and then she's gonna leave Yep, and I like that it's not even. There's no drama. There's no like I'm not burning down the house. Yeah, I'm right. not taking all the stuff. I'm just gonna be gone. You'll miss right. me someday. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will regret this. And I like the little you know you may whistle for me because like you obviously think that I'm like a pet. And, yeah, you know just I'm so, not. <laughs> try it. <laughs> whistle, yeah. whistle. Um. And those, I find those the most, like, I find those really interesting because I don't know that anyone necessarily would have treated her like that in real life, but I'm sure someone still did. I mean, oh, definitely. You yeah. know, she's, you know, a foreign correspondent and, you know, doing all this, like, war writing and writing all these poems and she's published, she writes plays and there's probably still somebody who's like, oh, oh yeah. you write poems? That's so nice. Yep. What does your husband do? <laughs> right. Are they all about which is always, which is also right. especially interesting because her husband was like a businessman. Yeah. He was not an artist. He was like an older than her businessman that she just I think he was Dutch and they just for yeah. like a, for all intents and purposes apparently like a very good marriage. But I just like that of all like all these you know people these dramatic people like all these famous guys proposed to her and she's having all these affairs and then she was just like I'm marrying this this guy. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to live on a farm. And yeah, everything I read about him said that he basically um, it was his second marriage and and his first wife also sounded amazing. And yeah, she's like a feminist actress or something. And um, he basically one thing I read made it sound like he kind of gave up his like let her be the moneymaker. But um but basically everything that I read said that like he let her do her own thing and he didn't try to interfere at all. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if they like sat over dinner and talked about their affairs. It's like, yeah, I kind of yeah. think that, that yeah. probably is what happened. 
Yeah, his first wife was a suffragist, labor lawyer, World War One correspondent, yeah. and public speaker. Badass. Mel Holland. <laughs> like, is he catching all these ladies? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> by being that really calm, cool dude that's not like, I'm a nice guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Look how amazing I am. <laughs> and this is some, okay, and this is kind of morbid, but I this is something that I always find so interesting. She died of vitamin b12 deficiency really un- oh so interesting like not interesting but it's like i can't imagine that like now yeah like i'm sure it still does wow. happen in places but just i'm trying to imagine a circumstance where a doctor wouldn't just be like here's some vitamin b yeah you know because i think now you just have to probably have to get injections your whole life but okay yeah no that's bizarre yeah. like i wonder if maybe they just didn't know and she just like yeah she fell down the Her- stairs and that, yeah, it just seemed been similar. Yeah. Fell down the stairs, like she had a heart attack and fell down That's the stairs. That's so awful. Um, and she, like, he had passed away already, so she was at home yeah. alone. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, B twelve, I guess yeah. it's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was his, yeah, his first wife. That was how how she died. That's crazy. So I did not tell you this before we started, but every episode. After we talk about the book, we uh, come up with a book drink that goes with whatever we read. It can be something that you read, something that reminds you of the book, something that came up in the book. Anything along those lines. Um, If you, we can start if, if, unless you've got something off the top of your head. I don't. So, so I'm going to go very vapid here, but uh, whenever I think of poetry and reading poetry, it is always on a boat in a lake with a an umbrella and prosecco interesting <laughs> and you're reading it you're getting drunk and reading it loudly i probably saw this in some movie or something that was like this is how i want to be in life so prosecco there's a lot of pictures of of edna stevens in la there's a lot of very famous pictures of her uh when like with like cherry blossoms yes and like a field and she was a babe she was you know, yes just so everyone is aware of that um, I don't know if this is at all accurate, but thinking of her house, I think of apples, and so I would think like a cider, mm. like a crisp, mm. like an apple cider. That would be really good. I like that. Now, yeah, I'm just kind of like, ooh, an apple cider. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if there are apples there, or even in New York. I think there's apples in New York. There are. I've been told that the yeah. Hudson Valley has the best apples, but I have not gone apple picking there yet. Okay, well then, <laughs> I'm after <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking tea, like something relaxing. Oh, yeah. And then I switched it to a hot toddy. There you go. <laughs> also <Nice>. relaxing. <laughs> but with a little oomph. <laughs> yeah. Very different seasons out of the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So before we discuss what we're going to read next episode, uh, let's discuss what we're going to read between episodes. Um, Stephanie, you got anything? In the pipeline? Yeah. So here's where I would normally put the paddle your own canoe one back into the (laughs) roster, but I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, because Chris and I actually booked a trip to Peru next year. We are finally going to Machu Picchu. Very excited. (laughs) So I was like, you know, I need to read up on this. So I, I, the library, I just got the email. My book is in The Last Days of the Incas by Kim McQuarrie. Oh, very cool. So I'm going to read that. Yeah. I'm assuming non see how the Spanish fucked it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how that is. Of course you will. I'll I will. Ask you about it. <laughs> yeah. 
I will report back <laughs> next time. <laughs> Megan, do you have something that you know you're going to read next? or? Well, I'm currently uh, reread. I'm doing two. I'm rereading it. Okay. Uh, just because I very ridiculously claimed that I was not going to do that after <laughs> finally seeing the, the movie. Uh, the first movie that came out a couple years ago, I finally watched it and I was like, I'm not rereading it. I'm not, I'm rereading it. Uh, and I'm also reading a, uh, horror novel called The Forgotten Island, which is by David, uh, let me get his name right, Sodergren. I want to get that right because, uh, we follow each other on Twitter and he's very nice, nice. and I don't want to screw it up, but it's, it's very good so far. Nice. I'm not very far into it, but everyone's stranded on a boat oh. headed towards a creepy island, so... Ooh. <laughs> the boat's not I'm sure going to things crash. are about to get good. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how that is. I, uh, I will. Yeah. Definitely, I'm going to start leaning but, into horror soon again. Yeah, I've been oh. wanting to, too. Oh, that I've got in space. Yes. I collect, I collect pulp horror novels, so nice. my shelves are entirely ridiculous skeletons with, like, <laughs> wedding dresses on. And I love it. Things yeah. like that. <laughs> um... I'm going to keep Lock Every Door in rotation. Um, it's not the book that I want to read next, but it is the book that I'm going to probably have to read next. Um, oh. Which is not to say anything about it. I just, <laughs> I, I got an advanced copy of another book that I'm like, oh, I really, really mm. want to read this now. And yeah, that's just life for me. So um, <laughs> There's always so many books. I know. Right. I know. I'm not also yes. Yeah, I also am reading a nonfiction that my brother gave me, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. I, I swear I'm reading everything. <laughs> I have my subway <laughs> book, which is Red, White, and Royal Blue. I have my walking book, which is After the Fire, which is apparently it's a cult book, and it is very like tense shoulders. Cool. I don't like cults much. Um, oh, is it fiction? Or it is fiction. It's it's about a teenage girl um, after the cult gets busted up. And mm. she's going through therapy. So in her therapy, she's talking about things that happened previously or happened in the cult. And it's uh, all leading up to who started the fire, uh, basically, and why. Um, and, okay. yeah, I... Was that a TV show? Uh, there was make... a cult TV show with Kevin Bacon. No, there was a show that was one of those like Facebook TV shows that I was getting ads for for a while that seemed, it seemed similar because it was about a girl that had like gotten out of a cult and I feel like there was some big like something had happened that made her so I wonder if maybe that was maybe but if that just came out then I guess not but that's interesting yeah this one came out last year so I, I doubt they're the same thing but now I yeah. probably will go find that but yeah cults are terrifying yep. mm-hmm. they are no I read a lot. A few years ago, I, I read several um, memoirs of women who had escaped from fundamentalist Mormonism. Oh, jeez. And that, those were all pretty, pretty intense. It was also very unsettling when you realized how many of them were talking about the same people. A lot of them mm-hmm. used different names because they would give, like, fake names. But you would realize that, like, a man who was Joseph in one book is the same man that was Michael in this oh, other book. God. and. Because yeah. a lot of them were, you know, married to the same man, yeah. or yeah. were their sister was married to this other person, and then his other wife was one that had escaped and written another memoir, oh, and it was just sort of like, Phew. yeah, I've definitely passed a point where so a new guy kind of first new guy that's or new person that's joined the cult in two years, and 
she's got a crush on him and, and but then she's like I'm past the age where I can have crushes and that anything could actually happen because in the next few months I will have to marry um, I think it's Pastor John is his name and I was like oh I need this book to go quickly yeah <laughs> get through it yeah it's one that I got an advanced copy of last year and I probably then realized it was about a cult and was like I'm gonna push that off as long as possible yeah and now it's like no I actually have to read this and when I was reading all these memoirs I remember I had one at work and one of my coworkers like picked it up and was like reading the inside thing and he was just like this is because he was, he was from another country and I remember him going like well wait these are all this is all now like this isn't history like this is all happening now and I was like yeah no this no. is happening now like this is all yeah. this happens now and he was just like what I was like yeah surprise like, yeah, like, <laughs> welcome to America like, <laughs> yay um <laughs> go google like, Warren Jeffs I guess bye <laughs> yeah. like sorry yeah. to ruin lunch I'm just gonna let's, let's talk about something else <laughs> just um if your religious faith has you moving in with a group of people and multiple marriages to the same person for the sake of God, there's probably something you need to step back and think about. Just if, Yeah, especially if you are not of an age where you can make those sorts of decisions for yourself. And it's yes. not a decision you made for yourself. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. if more than one adult wants to be married to each other, I don't care. That's, yeah, that's If fair. you're telling 14-year-olds yeah, they have to marry this man and he has yes. 30 other wives and no one's allowed to have jobs or, you know, then... Yeah. Um, I probably just insulted some actual religion actually with saying that. So I don't. I'm being facetious in part because of the book I'm reading, but I don't know. Cults scare the shit out of me. It's like one of the non horror tropes, I guess, that actually terrifies me. Because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. So are you not. Can you not, like. Are you not going to see Midsummer? Because that's clearly. A- no, no. I'm totally going <laughs> to see it. And I'm totally ready. And not, no, it's not like something. It's, I don't have a phobia. It's just like one of those things where it's like. I can send you my other f- copy of Harvest Home, which is basically like Ooh. a seventies. Um, it's like a rural. It's like Wicker Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I buy no, that book I, whenever I, I, I see it because I'm just like, hey, people, Harvest Home. <laughs> 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 like I already like no. th- uh, yeah, like the last one that I came across, I was just like. Gave it to someone who I don't know. I think I think she wanted it, but I think there's also me being like, <laughs> "Thanks, Megan." <laughs> Megan's handing people books again. Hey, throw any pulp <laughs> horror book you want at me. I would love it. <laughs> so, thank you again for coming on and helping us through some poetry. Yay, I'm glad yes, you thank guys you. liked it. Uh, yeah, awesome choice. I was a little worried. Yeah, I was like, if I go on there, they're just gonna be like, "Well, like, uh, <laughs> hello." No, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I, def- I definitely want to read more of from the book that I got from oh, the library. Good, good, good. Yay! So it'll be a mix of that and my next book. <laughs> um, where can people find you? What What else you got going on in the world? Well, I am the co-host of Let's Get Weirding with Bo North, and it is a Dune podcast. Where we read, we are discussing uh, the Dune series by Frank Herbert, chapter by chapter. Uh, we are still in the first book and will probably be forever. But hey, this is the <laughs> choice we've made. Uh, so that is called Let's Get Weirding. We are at Weirding Pod on Twitter. 
I have a on hiatus, but I'm bringing it back blog called uh, In the Attic, where I recap and talk about VC Andrews novels. Uh, that is uh, trapped in the attic. Uh, WordPress.com. I am just about to finish up uh, Petals on the Wind for the longest time, but it's I don't want it to end because it's it's such a good one. Uh, and I am at uh, MP Sunday on Twitter, where I mostly talk about PC entries and pulp horror novels and like whatever whatever other culture. Uh, and I make Megan talk to my husband about Lucifer because I don't watch it. I did appreciate that. Yes, so I don't I watch it. Know. And do have a book picked out for next week? Actually, yes. We so, do. So. Um, next episode, we are diving into a collection of fairy tales or folklore. Um, we debated if we wanted to go very classic with this or more modern, and we picked something kind of in the middle. We are going to read Bloody Chambers by Angela Carter. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, which is a collection. Um, Bloody Chambers is, of course, the main one. It is one that I've read and talked about extensively about but i've never read the rest of it so i'm very excited to have an excuse to finally finish this book so and have you read any of it stephanie i have not so it's all (laughs) new to me i'm excited fun we get to talk about bluebeard so (laughs) um so uh until then you can find us on our social oh i'm also the we are also hosting a book giveaway on all social media, you're more than welcome to go and find the post um, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, it says on there what to do to enter. But basically, I own two copies of the Geek Feminist Revolution, and I am giving away one um, because we very much enjoyed it and feel like everybody should read it. So yes. go fill it out. People keep asking if it's international. I honestly haven't decided if you just want to enter, then that's fine. I don't know what international shipping's like. Clearly, I, I meant to ask you about yeah, that, no. actually. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been sitting here and I've been like, just fucking enter and I'll decide later. Like one woman did and I was like, that's fine, honestly. That's good for you. Um, yeah. So uh, until then, or if you want to go enter, all of our social media is uh, at JBC Podcast. Um, we also have a Facebook group, which is a handbook for judging fabulous retellings. Covers. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> and, yep. uh, where I will start... I know I said this last time, but honestly, we recorded last time so late. Um, hosting, I, I do, I, there's a whole table over there full of books that are going to start uh, to do kind of the, what do you call it, um, date with a book. So you won't know what book you're getting, but uh, there will be some details and I will start putting those up soon. So yeah. join us there. Um, thank you again, Megan. Go listen Thank you. To her, uh, I have not listened to any of it because I want to read the book first. I should actually probably just catch up with you guys and read with you. I don't know why I'm not doing that, but I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, Yay! I'm going to the blog, get my VC Andrews <laughs> fix without having to actually reread those books. Yes, all of which. Although, is Petal, Petals in uh, the Wind, no, is that the one right where the, the, the siblings are adults and have kids? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, cuz I think that one, the one where they're adult, that was like the first one I ever Yikes. read cuz I read stuff out of order. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> and then went back and reread or read the whole thing. Um all of these yeah. links will be in our show notes, so um easy to find and um we'll be back in 2 weeks and until then, yeah. Don't forget to support your local libraries. <laughs>